Welcome to Elite Team Athletics Podcast. I got my guy Q in here. I'm your host, Kyle Pagliatore, and we have the pleasure of having a Wisconsin legend in Tampa Bay Buccaneers running back, Dare Ongumbawale, with us today. How's it going, Dare? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Appreciate you guys for having me on here. Hey, appreciate you for coming on, man. How's the pandemic treating you? It's been good, man. I'm down in Tampa, so it's been warm. Don't have to worry about that. Um, getting outside, running routes, and doing conditioning, so that's nice. I don't have to worry about being fighting the weather and stuff like that. But besides that, I mean, uh, haven't been doing too much. I've been bored just like everybody else for real. You going to run away down to Tampa forever or are you going to come back up to the Midwest? Uh, no, I'll be back, bro. I, I mean, my family's still up in Milwaukee, so I'm, I'll, I'll come back as much as I can. I haven't been able to for real because of all this, but um, I'll probably be coming back within the next couple of weeks just to, just to see the city, see my family and stuff. Dude, I, I don't even know where to start with you because your story is so crazy. I mean, we could go into your, your dad's from Nigeria, came <laughs> over here for college, right? Your mom played softball at DePaul. Yeah, your sister yeah. plays in the, the WNBA. I mean, it, Le- legend. Legend. Go. Yeah, legend so, I mean, there, there's so many things you could go to. Should we rewind it way, way back and start at high school? Start in high school. I mean, we started high school. I was a soccer player, so. Freshman year, sophomore year, I was playing soccer, um, won state cup, um, stuff like that, and then um, decided to decided to quit just because me and the coach we we didn't really like each other. I mean, I didn't like him, I guess I should say. Um, so I quit, pretty immature, you know what I'm saying? Like a 16 year old, that's that's a pretty big life choice to just quit the sport. I mean, I was getting looked at by schools and stuff like that, but decided to quit and then start playing football, and uh, did well. As a high school, I did well as cornerback, uh, punt returner, kick returner, stuff like that, and I uh, got did well enough to get a walk on spot to Wisconsin after playing those two years, and um, kind of still started snowballing up at up at up in college. Before we get to that though, what what was that conversation like with your dad? Because I know he's a huge soccer bro, fan. It was tough, bro. <laughs> it was tough. He he. I mean, he didn't talk to me for like two weeks, I and mean, he was no. he was for that. No, I swear. Like and this was the time he was still driving me to school. So I'm, he's driving me to school and not, not talking to me. Like he, he was mad, man. One thing, I mean, it was just he loved soccer and he, he loved watching us play soccer. I mean, my sister, she still played even after I quit. But um, he loved watching us, so that, that was tough. But at the same time, it was also just the fact that I quit. And, I mean, looking back, that's something I would probably never do now. Like, I still really can't believe I just quit. Um, and I still, like, played basketball in high school. And I ran track for a year. Um, so I still had, like, other sports that I was a part of and stuff, but just quitting soccer like that, uh, yeah, it, it, my dad wasn't feeling me for a while. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, you, you ended up, you, the thing that always comes to me right away, actually, before I even get into the college stuff, is a very, very intelligent human being. Thank you. I a grinder that. and resilient. Absolutely. I feel like those three things describe who you are. And I, I don't know you personally, obviously Q does, but to me, from what I'm reading about you and what I know about you from what I can read off of Google, that's what I feel like describes you. Do you feel like for that's sure. accurate? I would agree with that for sure. I mean, um, anytime you get the walk-on story, you're always going to have grinder. That's always going to be one of the adjectives. But um, my parents definitely made sure that we kind of had a book smart, street smarts, all that. So I would definitely say I am a, a smarter guy. 
Um, so no, I would definitely say those apply to me. Um, and it's been helpful too. I mean, that I feel like that's what's helped me stick around the league. Um, obviously I, I've um, improved as a player too, but just, you know, being able to pick up playbooks and stuff like that. I mean, that that's definitely helped me out. So no, I would agree with that for sure. So then you go from being, you know, a stud corner at your school to then being the 105th guy to make the roster at the Badgers. <laughs> Facts. Crazy. Shout out, shout out Derek Hassanalu. Derek Hassanalu is the person. If it wasn't for Derek Hassanalu, I probably wouldn't have been able to play football at Wisconsin. Derek Hassanalu was a uh, linebacker. He got a concussion uh, during training camp. And it was he had so many concussions that he had to medically retire from football. So boom, that's 104 dudes in camp. Now we got we need to have another body. They call me. I get to join training camp. So Derek, my dog still. Um without him, I wouldn't have been able to walk on. So that's Hey, that's crazy because I actually put him out our senior year in high school. I know Derek. He got bounced. He, hooper, yeah. he can hoop. Yeah, crazy bro. Bounce. I know Derek. Crazy bounce. Crazy. Small world. So I mean the other craziest part too is so you have your red shirt 2012. Then you're playing a lot of defense and special teams, 2013. Then 2014, things flip for you, bro. Yeah, it was pretty pretty ridiculous. That was Coach Anderson's staff. And it was like um, two games in, you were still playing corner. Yeah, yeah. Was, camp, and you didn't, did you play running back in high school? No, I never played running back. The only you time never, I touched the ball was punt returner for real, punt returner, kick returner. So, you yeah, never was, touched I mean, the ball. it was, no, man. So, it, it was an injury. The injuries to the running back. It was a young dude. He got hurt. And um, so they they needed they needed to move someone to running back to get some more depth there. So they moved me there. My first game against Bowling Green, we started blowing the team out. We already had three 100 yard rushes. They put me in for the fourth quarter, and I had 94 yards. And then they're like, "All right, we can keep him at running back." And uh, that's when it really started uh getting interesting for me because before that, I was just like you said, I was just a depth depth DB playing special teams, getting at nickel every now and then. Um, but then obviously I got into the legendary Wisconsin running back room and uh, things changed for me big time. What was that first carry like? Crazy, bro. I, th- I tried to do a spin move, dog. I-, I don't know what I don't know what I was doing, bro. I got the ball hole opened up. You know, it's Wisconsin. It's the fourth quarter. The t- other team's exhausted. So our old line is just leaning on them. Give me a huge hole. I run through it. It's running straight up and down. No body lean. I see a safety try to spin move. He tackled me. So, I mean, so that was the first time. And then and then that was right before the end of the third quarter. So everybody doing jump around. I'm sitting on the sideline, nervous as hell, because I'm like, oh my God, this fourth quarter, I'm about to get the ball in a whole bunch. I can't even I couldn't even join in on the turn up because I was just thinking about touching the ball, not fumbling. So you know it was it was stressful for sure. But obviously after after that it got easier. Dude, and at the same time, this this is what's crazy to me. Wisconsin, all their linemen, they're all from Minnesota. The majority of them, which is heartbreaking for me, being a Gopher fan. And you guys, and again, you're known for rushing the ball. That's what you guys are known for, shoving that thing down people's throats. I didn't know you was a Gopher fan. Dang. That's ah. one of the best games against y'all clowns. <laughs> it, <it's>, any, <laughs> every, Vikings, Minnesota, everything is just depressing, bro. <laughs> We're always getting our hearts fun. broken. Um, but then you go into it, you really find yourself, and, and to progress as quickly as you did, I mean, not many people can say, dude, I, I've only been touching the ball for three years. And then you go to the NFL. And you're, yeah, you're a team uh, captain through college, become a team captain in the NFL. 
it's absurd, dude. And were you always good at catching the ball? Because notoriously, cornerbacks usually put there because they can't catch the ball. Yeah, I don't really know why I had such good ball skills from the jump, but yeah, I always was able to catch the ball. Um, so that that definitely helped me. Uh, even when I was a corner, I got a lot of interceptions in training camp that year or fall camp, and uh, so it's always I've always had good ball skills, but um, it's definitely gotten way better since I moved to offense for sure. Did you when you're getting ready for the NFL and you're because you got invited to the combine, you also mm-hmm. played in the East and West Shrine game. Your combine, your forty, you didn't run it as fast as you wanted to, but your pro day, you ran it faster. Mm-hmm. Were you talking to Mel? You know, getting his, getting advice. Was he helping you out too? I mean, yeah, I, all those dudes, man. Mel, James, Monty. Um, I talked to all those dudes through that whole process. Not necessarily the combine as much, just because the combine. I mean, it is what it is. You you either gonna be feeling good when you wake up and run a good time, or you feel you know what I'm saying. But but that whole process, like the agency process, the I mean, going undrafted, that process, they were even able to help me with that. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, I was real lucky to have to have those that network of dudes that been able to do it in college, do it at the next level, and still you know be close to me enough to kind of mentor me through that whole process for sure. When you're going to school too, and most football players don't become economics majors. <laughs> especially planning to go to the league from there. Were you always planning to go to the league? No, man. I mean, when I first got to, it was always a dream, obviously, always a dream. But when I first got to college, it was more so like just get these books and somehow get put on scholarships so I ain't got to pay tuition for for four and a half years. So um, that was my biggest goal. Um, Obviously, when I switched to running back, it started looking more and more realistic that I could make it to the league. But at the start, it was just kind of just get on scholarship, get on scholarship. That was my biggest goal. And then, I mean, you, you interned at Merrill Lynch, which was a crazy huge firm. What year was that when you did that? That was the summer going into senior year. It was um, – So you were thinking the league. Oh, yeah, at that point. At that point, I'm thinking league. But uh, they, 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 they paid us a good little uh, – sal- not salary, little, little uh, hourly, hourly wage to, to work there in the summer. So a couple of us worked there. And we learned. I mean, actually, the, I ended up using them as my financial advisor too. Um, which uh, was just was a really good relationship. I built that trust with those dudes, so um, that it was really beneficial for me. But I learned a lot. You know, I learned a lot about the stock market, the real estate market. Um, I learned a lot um, in that summer, so it was definitely valuable. Um, and it also looks good on on, on my LinkedIn page <laughs> that I that I don't use. <laughs> Are you gonna get into that after football? We'll see, bro. I mean, however long I get to play. Um, We'll see what I do. I mean, that that does interest me. And like I said, I'm good with that. I've always been good with numbers. So um, that's something I could be good at down the line. Um, but, I mean, I have so many different interests. I don't know what, what like I said, whenever I'm done playing, I don't know what, I'm, what, I, what I'll be doing for real. Before, and, again, I'm going to get into all your interests way, way down the road at the end of this thing. But um, you're also the president, or you were the president and the driving force behind the growth of Beyond the Game program at UW. Yeah you know, development of student athletes. Talk to us about that. That was dope, man. I mean, um, being president, that it was it was more of a collective thing. I just kind of had the title just because of my role with it. But it was a bunch of guys that really, you know what I'm saying, they cared about just um, – because they know everybody's not getting to the league and everybody's not going to be able to play 15 years in the league. So um, just, like, dudes being able to – and obviously the women, too, that are on the women's teams, being able to develop these skills and – develop networking skills and even just getting a network, learning, getting business cards. It's like the smallest things that you don't really think about that um, 
people don't get the literacy of, you know what I'm saying? So got, uh, we were able to have some cool um, seminars. Inky Johnson came to talk to us kind of before he um, blew up. Um, so no, we, we, it was definitely a cool experience. Um, got to meet a lot of people um, and help, help out my homies. At the end of the day, that's what it really was. Just I knew that I had a lot of skills when it came to stuff like that, but I know that my friends didn't. So um, I just wanted to definitely help them out. And um, no, it was fun too. So no, that was definitely a good experience for me. Um, the leaders of like the, the leaders of the team that were able to be a part of that, we we uh, definitely got a lot out of that for sure. You feel like you still carried that over to the NFL? Are you doing that with players in the locker room still today? Not necessarily. More, it's more of a. I mean, the league. When you're in the league, it's more. It's football first. You know what I'm saying? You. Uh, I definitely feel like I am a leader on the team, but it's more about about uh, at the end of the day, just. Helping, helping your teammates get put in a position to win games. I'm not necessarily off the field, improvement and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm close with a lot of dudes on the team, but um, yeah, we're just trying to win some ball games for real. Uh, you might do it this year too. You might do it. I'm, I'm excited to watch you guys this year. You guys are probably the hottest team in the NFL right now. Yeah, we get a lot of pub for sure. Um, I mean, things look good. I mean, we got we've been running routes with the guys and. We got we got a lot of offensive weapons, so it's uh, it's dope. It's, it's exciting time to be in Tampa. It's real excited. When you're when you're getting ready for the the combine, you're putting in all that prep. You're watching the draft. Were you doing something particular with everybody? And then were you kind of? I, I mean, we had John Crockett on. I don't know John, but he was try, he was on the same time as Gurley trying to get drafted. And he was talking about mm-hmm. how sad he was. And a part of me wonders towards that back end. Are you more excited because then you get to choose where you want to go as an undrafted to fit you? Yeah, I mean it's still obviously a dream to always get drafted to hear him say your name. Um, but you're right. Once you get to that seventh round, it's like I mean these teams that might pick me don't need a running back at all. I'm a terrible fit, so it's like I borderline rather just go undrafted so I can pick the best fit or pick the best team that I, or to pick the team I feel like I got the best chance to make the squad. So. Um, it definitely was a feeling of that once you got to the seventh round. But I mean, I was, I would hear like scouts were saying they think I could go fifth, sixth, seventh round. So I still like every time the commissioner went up there, I'm like, Oh, he's about the same. And I about the same. And I mean, obviously it never came, but throughout the whole uh, third day of the draft, I was getting texts and calls left and right from teams and special teams coaches. Um, just uh, saying that they'd be, uh, they'd want me to sign their undrafted. So I knew I'd have a home at the end of the day, but, um, it was a, it was stressful. It was stressful, bro. It was definitely stressful just because, uh, like I said, every team that comes up there, you imagine living in that city, and then he says somebody else's name, you're like, all right, the next name, the next name. But um, yeah, it's definitely a crazy, crazy whirlwind of emotions during that day. What made you pick Texans? So, like I said, the special teams coach, or coordinator, he uh, he was hitting me up a lot. I mean, throughout the whole pre-draft process, but especially on the third day of the draft, and um, I know they had drafted another running back, but he was a bigger guy. Um, they they didn't really have a change of pace back that they used a lot. Um, all their backs were really big guys, and they had Lamar Miller, um, who obviously was the bell cow. So I felt like if I got in on that special teams wave and um, was able to do my thing on third down and stuff like that, I'd have a role there. And I did. I mean, I was on practice squad for, for, for a bit of the season, but obviously didn't work out there. And um, looking back, who knows if I should have picked some a different team or something like that, but um story worked out the way it did. But I did like Houston. Houston was fun to say on that. Uh that was definitely a fun place to start off my NFL career. What were some of the other teams? 
uh, the Ravens really liked me. Um, coach Hammock, he was the running back coach at Wisconsin. Then he ended up being a running back coach at, with the Ravens during that time. Um, he's at head coach at NIU now. So the Ravens liked me a bunch. The Colts, they were talking to me. Um, the Seahawks, my agency at the time, they had a really good relationship. So yeah, there, were, there were actually really a good amount of teams. That, and it was really cool because it was kind of like a bidding thing at the end of the day, trying to pick the uh, biggest signing bonus and also trying to pick the best fit. So it was fun just being in those conversations after the draft. Um, but, uh, yeah, I had, I had a bunch of teams. I had a good little selection of teams and um, ended up picking Houston. You talked about playing the special teams, and that's key. I mean, you did it even in college. A lot of people don't like to yes. pride themselves on that. But you can have a long, successful career if you kill it on special teams. It's an extremely important part of the game. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, man, it's uh, it's huge, bro. And like you said, in college, I mean, being a walk-on at Wisconsin, you're not getting to play unless you're running down on kickoff and stuff like that. So that that kind of was in me from the jump. But in the league, I mean, it's just – it's it's fun, first off. But like you said, it's a great way to, to stick around, a great way to prove versatility, great way to – through to the coach that you like that you care about the team that you care about winning so um I knew when I got into the league that would be a big thing for me and, and I'm good at it I'm really good at special teams so I knew that would be a big thing for me and uh it's been good I mean being a special teams captain is an honor a dream come true for real being a captain in the league and um it's because of special teams so um that that's definitely going to be throughout my whole career regardless of what roles change I feel like special teams is always going to be a big thing for me you know it, it it's crazy too to, to think about all the things that you do, your game is very much like a Patriots back game. You know what I mean? Like you would have fit into that mold. Does it blow your mind right now that you kind of have the Tampa Bay Patriots now? You know what I mean? Bringing in Tom does, and bringing in Gronk. It does, bro. Cause that was always the thing that I would hear. Just like a, I'm a Patriot style player, Patriot style back and um, knowledge of the game, knowledge of the playbook and stuff like that. So now that that's, kind of, you know, saying the identity that we're starting to move towards is pretty crazy. Um, it's pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, dudes have been grinding. I mean, we it's, it's just a different energy around around the guys, around the conversations, the group chats and stuff like that. So, it's uh, like I said, it's fun. It's fun to be down in Tampa right now. It's exciting. So, you go from Texans, you go to the Bucks. You then, well, you were first with the Texans. You did their practice squad. Then you end up with the Bucks. Bucks let you go, then you go to the Skins, then you go back to the Bucks. Then 2019, last year is kind of your breakout year. You really showed out last year. In this year, I mean, or go ahead. No, oh, no, yeah, I was just saying, like being on the Redskins, that was that was the first time I actually got to play like in games on Sundays because before that I was just a practice squad player. So um, that was that. That's really was just like an unbelievable feeling, just because my parents came to the first game and. I was on kick return, got blown up, almost got my helmet knocked off. Uh, it was, I mean, it was great. It was fun, bro. Being being in the league, like that was, like, I, that was the first time I really was like, man, I'm in the league. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, DC was dope. And then obviously, then they let me go. Then the Bucks signed me, and um, like you said, then I, I started getting stuff popping for real. In DC, you got some good DC stories for us. Some behind the scenes. Stuff? Not really, to be honest, bro. Like it, it I. It was it was quick for one. It was I was only there for the last last handful of games, um, so I really don't got that many good stories. And at the, like at that time of the year, dudes packing up. I mean, we knew we weren't going to the playoffs, so like it, it was it was different. But 
But so the stories I probably got probably ain't uh, good stories for you. But um, yeah, so I, I don't really got nothing exciting that was going on in DC. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So you go back to the Bucks again. Are you sitting there thinking, all right, I'm finally getting my shot there? You know everybody. Yeah, the first. So when I went back, so first off, the first time I went to the Bucks, um, I really only went there because Doug Martin. Um, he had an injury, and so they needed some guys for practice. And so I was one of the handful of guys they brought in for a couple weeks just for practice. Um, so I I wasn't there for very long. So when I got back there the first time or the second time, it wasn't like I it kind of wasn't like I knew everybody. Like I was still learning names, still learning my way around the facility. But um, the coaching staff did remember me, and they liked me. So um, I, I had a good feeling that I was going to be there for you know say be there for a while. And uh, so it, it was a much more positive feeling than the first time I was there. And, and I mean, the injuries there, you couldn't have lucked out in a better situation to get opportunities. Peyton right. being, right. you know, nicked up. Our, Rojo being nicked up. I mean, a, a lot of good opportunities. And a, and a Bruce Arians offense, too. I mean, they're throwing to the running back. And he, I mean, he likes to pass the ball. Right, right. No, your B.A., he's a... It was, it's been a really good fit. I mean, we I, I like him. I, I, he likes me. So um, it's been fun to play in his offense. And his offense real complex with, with the side adjustments and stuff like that. So um, it's kind of a challenge, you know, to kind of master the offense. And that's been a fun process, too. So no, I really enjoy playing for Coach Arian. So, um, yeah, and like you said, I mean, they're going to dump it down to the back for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's definitely a way to uh, get some catches and stuff like that. Since we're on the topic of the the Bucks, what's it like playing with famous Jameis? It's dope, bro. I mean, having I mean, he's a really good leader, which is crazy because we graduated high school the same year. But um, just him being a quarterback, him being in the league for for longer than me, it was interesting and cool to see how how well he commands the huddle. Um, obviously, we had issues with the turnovers and stuff like that, but that was that that was the whole offense really. Like there was a lot of a lot of stuff that went into those turnovers, but at the end of the day, dude has a talented, talented arm. Um, and I feel, I mean, he's young as hell still. I feel like he's going to have a successful career. I feel like when it's all said and done, like Jameis will be able to look back and everybody will be able to look back and say Jameis wants to have a successful NFL career. And, and he's my homie, you know what I'm saying? He's my homie. He's love, love playing with his son. I mean, he's got a great family. So, um, no, James, James is a cool dude, man. Definitely a cool dude. Uh, and I, I think he'll, I think he'll have some success. The talent's there. Yeah, talent's there, hands down. Exactly. You've been a baller. The the only crazy thing, if you really look at the stats, for some reason, every year, and hopefully this is not the case this year, so I hope I'm not jinxing, I'm going to knock on some wood right now. But quarterbacks in the first year with Bruce Arians tend to throw a lot of picks. They usually throw about the same amount of touchdowns as picks. It's the weirdest thing ever. I did not know that. Yeah, all three of us. So I think it was Big Ben, uh, Carson Palmer, and then uh, Jameis. And all of them, I think, threw about the exact same amount of touchdowns as they did picks in the first year in that offense. Well, we know Brady. We know Brady's not doing that. So we uh, get out the way. I get that out the way. I just can't. I can't. I can't see Brady doing that. I cannot see Brady doing that. Won't happen. (laughs) So, is it crazy? This is the other thing too. I saw the Steelers game. You know, that's a big game for B.A. He's praising you at the end of it. Is that like, I know you said you had your welcome to the NFL moment with the skins. When you have Bruce Arians praising you in front of all of media, does that blow your mind? 
See, the thing, at that at that point, no, it wasn't blowing my mind just because I was having a great camp. You know what I'm saying? We had a couple joint practices I was balling in. Like, I, I was having a really good camp, so I kind of already knew that he was high on me at the time. So when I played well against the Steelers, and, I mean, he, you know what I'm saying, was pretty much saying that I, I got the role locked up, um, it was kind of just more like a, all right, here we go. Now let's let's get ready for the regular season now. It wasn't more like a, let me screenshot the 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 hot headline and you know what I'm saying send it to like that shit was all I was past all that I was screenshotting stuff already on all camp so at that point I'm like all right man it's time to, it's time to really cool get ready for the season so I'm gonna know it was like yeah, it was dope I mean definitely definitely a humbling and, and a great great feeling to know that your head coach you know is is thinking that fondly of you but at that point in in training camp I was ready to get 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 it popping. The other thing I want to talk to you about, too, is I brought it up earlier. I don't know if there's a more exciting team right now this offseason or a hotter team in the news, period. Um, you guys already had unbelievable pieces on the roster, and you added quite a few more. Um, and you guys shook everything up May 19th, going out there in the pandemic, get, getting some uh, plays in, throwing some balls around uh, at Berkeley Prep. Is it weird being TMZ? Man, it's weird, bro. And then you know what's weirder about it is we had been thrown there for two weeks already. You know what I'm saying? And so we we felt like at that point we had been doing it already. We, we feel like, man, we good. We incognito. And then uh, <laughs> then we get these pictures. For, and apparently, because uh, we went back and we were trying to map out where he could have been because where the angle was. This dude was in somebody's backyard, a neighbor of the school's backyard. And was able to get through fences, get through brush, and like get a perfect vantage point of the field, dog. So yeah, that's exactly what it was. We got TMZ big time. Um, it was crazy, though. I mean, it's and like I said, just the energy down in Tampa is much different. Like, I mean, having all these prime time games and and um, no, yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely different, definitely different than the past two years I've been here. So, um, but yeah, having some paparazzi watch us run routes was just bizarre to me, dog. It was crazy. Y'all need to get a smaller circle. Someone's leaking it. Someone Horace Grants you. That's what I'm saying. Somebody had to. And we don't know who it was. We don't know. We don't know if it was somebody from the school. I don't know. Maybe it was one of the dudes on the team just trying to get some angles of himself to pop around. I don't know who it was that told the location and the time. Damn. That was crazy seeing that. But they they call me looking diesel. I ain't going to lie. They got a good good shot of me, though. So I wasn't too mad about it. Is it uh is it weird with uh I mean you're teaching Tom the offense. You know, this guy who's been in the league 20 years, you're teaching him the offense. See, that's what you would think, but man, no. Uh, he, he get I mean he he got the playbook obviously when he signed and he made sure he was comfortable with it. And once we started throwing, I mean it, he didn't have no questions. I mean, he's like, this is what I want, this is what you this is how I feel like it should be done. And it all made sense. And it was pretty much the same way B.A. had been teaching us and B.A. and Byron had been teaching us. So, I mean, and, that's, and that was just one of the things about, like, being around him from the jump. It was just like, that, this, you can see why he's the GOAT. You can see why, you know what I'm saying, why he's had so much success just because, I mean, he, he comes in and things are just going the way he wants them to go. And he's already on point And he, he hadn't even, you know what I'm saying, taken a snap with me yet. So, um, obviously, definitely has questions about, like, how, we did things in the past, but, um, yeah, in, in general, I, I can't really say I've been teaching him anything just because he's, a he's got a grasp on the playbook already for real. Do you think you could slide into that, uh, Deion Lewis, James White, 
role. I mean, you've been, I mean, you've been, you've been catching the, the jugs. Whatever the role they need. Whatever, oh, yeah, for sure, always. But whatever the role they need me to, man, I mean, whatever, like I said, whatever role that is. Um, and obviously, me and James, I've, I've leaned on James throughout my whole career. I'm just sending him film and asking how he sees things. So, um, it, I, I mean, obviously, just just the way our, our games match up, it'll be um, pretty similar, similar playing styles. But, I mean, whatever whatever the role is not this year, um, I'm, I'm going to attack it for sure. Man, I, I mean, that's got to be real nice. I, I'm doubting everybody else on the team's got that insight from James. I mean, that dude's got to know what kind of food Tom likes. Does he tell you where to get the coffee? Everything like that. I mean, that's got to be the best possible deal you could have, saying like, hey, what's up, bro? Right, right. No, it's, it's a blessing to have James in my corner helping me out like that. I mean, it's like I said, it's been the best of my whole career, but now, I mean, that his quarter, his old quarterback is now my quarterback. I mean, it's uh, definitely worked out well for me. Has he told you anything, like any low-key things that you can tell us that have helped you? Not necessarily. I mean, just just more so. He, he always talked about when I would, you know, what I'm saying checking in protection and stuff like that. Just trust it and get out quickly because Tom likes, as as everyone knows, Tom likes to get the ball out of his hands quick. So just uh, some stuff like James has uh, figured out after playing with him for so many years, just tendencies like that. But it's not not nothing no secrets or nothing like that. But it's just more so um, my tendencies and how they match up with Tom and stuff like that. Love it, love it. I mean, you you got Rojo. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin. I don't know what you guys are going to do at that tight end spot. I mean, you got Cam, you got OJ, and now you got Gronk. Are, are they going to be fighting with each other? What's going on? Is, is somebody going to be? I don't, I don't think they will, man. I mean, they they all just got great personalities. They're all humble. I mean, they they don't need to be stars. They don't need to be the guys. So, um, it, I mean, that, that it's a talent, a talent, a tight end group. So, um yeah, I feel like it's just going to be a, a tight end by committee thing. I don't think anybody – I don't think we need one guy to just be a spectacular spectacular playmaker because we just got weapons all over the place. So, um, yeah, I don't think I don't think it'll be a problem at all. The other thing, too, I mean, we haven't even gotten onto the defensive side of the ball yet, but you guys got a lot of Minnesota connections on your team. I don't even know if you know this. We got a lot of – we got a lot of Big Ten, period, man. Yes. Minnesota, for sure. We dra- I mean, drafted two of them. Um, got got guys that are from Minnesota, even though they didn't go to Minnesota. Yeah, we definitely got a big, big Minnesota. But like I said, we got a whole like we used to um, have this Big Ten lift group. Um, that we would all come in on on the off day and just do this meathead lift. And guys from Penn State, guys from Michigan State. Uh, we had a Nebraska dude come in. Like it, it was fun. I mean, we just we, just, we had big uh, uh, Big Ten group. So um, I don't, I don't know what that's about, but it's fun to have them in the locker room for sure, especially in Wisconsin. Is beating up on teams in the Big Ten like it's win all these bets. Is it is it weird being boys with all those guys now when they used to be your, you know, arch nemesis? I wouldn't say arch nemesis. <laughs> I mean, in college, in college, the nemesis part really comes from the fans, bro. Like, like at the end of the day, like we want them to stay healthy. They want us to stay healthy. I mean, obviously, we want to win, but um, it's not like I hated those dudes, but the fans hated me, and, and I hated the fans, so. That's where the rivalry part really comes from. I ain't really never had a problem with the, the guy I played against, really ever. Uh, you know, this is another thing too. I just want a little, a little insight here. Are we gonna see Tyler Johnson from the slot a lot, or are we gonna see Gronk or a tight end in that spot? Because I want to see Tyler. I want to see him get the rock. I, I definitely will. He'll definitely get the ball. Um, it's it's a it's a loaded receiver room, so um, 
I don't, I don't know exactly where he'll be on the field, if he'll be in the slot or if he'll be at the one, but um, he'll definitely be in the ball. I watched this tape after we drafted him. He's, he's a talented player for real. Like, he's I, a I, been, I mean, watching the Minnesota games, obviously we, I, you, I only really paid attention to Bateman because that's who played well against Wisconsin. But um, going back and watching through his stuff, that he he can play. He can definitely play. So uh, it's going to be fun to see for sure. He's kind of like you too. He didn't play the position before. And then, right. I mean, right. he he's only been in it for that, – that's what blows my mind about you, man. You've only been playing the position for a few years. And to progress as quickly as you're progressing, that's absurd. Right. And then it's been, uh, been crazy. You also got Joe Haig, who's another Minnesota kid, who just got signed as a, a old lineman guy. And then you got okay. Jack Sitchy, who's a Wisconsin kid. Mm-hmm. Big Ten guy, and then Antoine, obviously, over at right, safety. Right. Right. Dude, I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to see the team. I'm super Minnesota excited. Minnesota South, is that what they say? <laughs> Actually, Minnesota. Minnesota played in the Outback Bowl here, so I got to meet all those guys when they were in Tampa for their bowl game, um, which was which was funny because I was talking a lot of mess because we got the axe back this year. <laughs> I was talking, bro. I was talking. They was not fine to me. You know, the other thing, too, that I really want to ask of you as a player. How do you stay so happy and laughing? All the film that I see you when you're out on the field doing anything, you're always laughing, you're always joking, you're always having a good time. How do you do that when you're constantly climbing and trying to climb the ladder, you know, at that same time? Like, how do you do it? How do you keep that mindset? Man, I don't know. It's just like, I, I'll just sometimes just be chilling and just be like, I, this is making no sense how I'm here, yo. Like, I was, I was getting benched on my soccer team in 10th grade. And now, you know what I'm saying, an NFL captain, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just, I mean, obviously it's tough and um, days are hard and it's stressful. You have a bad game. You're looking over your shoulder like, man, I, I could be gone. You know what I'm saying? Just the nature of the NFL. But like if you, those people that think like that, those are the ones that end up getting stressed and end up making the mistakes that they're inflicting on themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's not even, it's not even something that is being happened to them. It's just, they're in their own head. So, I just have always stayed positive. And my, and my dad, I've gotten that from my dad, too. He's just always been a real positive dude. And uh, it's worked out for me, you know. I just make a stride. And uh, conscious of my blessings, you know what I'm saying? Just not not being stressed about things I can't control. And there's a lot of shit you can't control in the NFL. But uh, making sure that I'm, I'm locked in on the positives and the things that I've done well, the people that I've made proud, all that stuff is all, just goes into my head and uh, I just smile a lot, dog. I just, I'm just a happy dude, bro. Real happy. That's awesome. That's awesome to see. How, how are you getting other teammates acclimated in your division? You know, just talking about how tough it is. You guys have one of the toughest divisions in football. Facts. It's a. Uh, it, I mean, it's it's dope. And the one thing about the NFL is the teams in the division they always end up not always, but they start having like the same type of players. You know, what I'm saying like teams start to look like each other. So. Um, and, that, and that's one thing like you get used to. I mean, now going into my third year in the NFC South, like you kind of know what you're gonna get. Like you got fast linebackers, you know, what I'm saying that pretty good coverage guys too. So it's always a challenge. So um, just film study. That's that's the best thing you can do because you watch one linebacker group, you can watch. This there are three of them are the same. You know, what I'm saying and uh, so that's that's one thing that I had to, and I'm still improving at it. Just Melvin. Melvin Gore, one of the best film watchers I know. I mean, he he he'll watch a play and he'll just hit rewind like 20 times, and I'll just be sitting next to him like, 
why what are you watching he's like this time i'm watching this guy this time i'm watching where his eyes are and stuff so i've learned how to watch film from him and it's definitely helped me just because like i said in the nfl you're playing the teams in your division you're playing them twice twice a year so um being able to pick up tendencies and stuff like that because like i said all these defenses start to look the same have the same stunts same blitzes so when you once you learn how to watch film um it definitely definitely helps you out What's it like in the locker room after going through the film? Are you pointing stuff out to coaches? Or are they already telling you this from the beginning? I mean, no, yeah, yeah. these co- I mean, these coaches, NFL coaches, they 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 keyed in on everything. So obviously, there there'll be things that I see that maybe a coach won't see, and we'll talk about it. But um, in the league, coaches are kind of you co-workers. You know what I'm saying? You're in it together. We're all trying to win games. It's not like we're working for them, the kind of thing. Like we, so if I see something that they don't see, like they they expect me to say it. Um, they expect because we're we're learning together. We're trying to beat these teams together. We're game planning together. So um, it's 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 a great environment, great learning environment in the classrooms and in the locker room and on the field. And then I mean, you guys got to be pretty excited too about that defensive side of the ball. I know, I know they've the, the media's always been trying to come after you guys as secondary over there. Um, but I mean, it, it's scary when you think about what's on paper right now with Indomitian. Uh, He's one of the scariest human beings I've ever seen. I would not like to run into him in an alley. He is scary. Forget an alley anywhere. anywhere. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to run into him in church. He would probably knock me out in church. <laughs> then you got JPP and you got Shaquille Barrett. I mean, wow. Is it? Is it freak you out? <laughs> I would say freak me out just because I mean they ain't trying to hit me and kill me, but. No, we, we got some dogs. I mean, the whole front seven pretty much is back. And, I mean, towards the end of the season, we were playing lights out on defense. And then, I mean, like you said, we got a young secondary, but they were young last year. I mean, they don't mean they're just going to be young forever. They're going to improve. They got more experience. We got some great corners, great, great feet. Um, um, that, that'll be real good. So, no, our defense, I mean, I, that's, I honestly feel like that, that nobody's worried about the defense for real just because um, we got so many playmakers coming back. I really, I'm, I'm excited to see what Antoine Winfield does in the backfield, dude. I, I loved his dad, and I'm excited to see what he does as a pro. I think you guys got a, a, a had an unreal draft, actually. Tristan Wirfs, yeah, somebody you got to love right off the bat. You love all the big boys. Hang clean and 450. I mean, what? <laughs> that is that is crazy. I've watched that. I was, I was like, yeah, that don't make no sense. And then we were going back. You know, we were going to talk about some of your passions outside of hoop, or I mean, outside of football. You're an unreal piano player, man. <laughs> unreal. Yeah, dog. Appreciate Where it. Where you get dog. that from? My pops made us take lessons, man. I've been taking lessons from eight to 13. I got to high school. We didn't have to do anymore, but I still had to play in my church. And um, so then when I got to college, I just bought a keyboard in my apartment. And uh, obviously, I wasn't playing in church, but I was like, just, I was just randomly just pick up songs by playing by ear and I feel like I got better when I was in college so I mean now I can pretty much not necessarily just fully play by ear it'll obviously take some time for me to practice the song over and over but yeah I've uh, I've gotten really good at piano man and uh, get to play it a lot have fun with it impress some people it's scarier to do that or play football on on Saturdays and Sundays uh scarier I mean I would probably say if I'm in front of 80,000 people playing football or 80,000 people playing piano, I'm definitely much more nervous playing piano. Definitely. Because uh, it's only me there. Uh, 
nine times out of ten, you mess up, they gonna they gonna hear it. They gonna <laughs> so, uh, but um, uh, no, I, I I love playing piano though, so I wouldn't say I can't say scary, but, but um, then again, I probably ain't gonna be playing in front of no sold out stadium. Well, you played in front of everybody <laughs> at UW, didn't you? Yeah, that was cool. That was a little um, talent show slash award show for athletes. Uh, that was dope. That was dope. It was a good time. I wouldn't say everybody, but um, how many people? I, I surprised. I don't know. It was, it was it was a good it was a good amount of people. It was a good amount of people, but no, it was fun though. Uh, got to dress up, play the keys. Vito came and sang while I played. So no, that was a good time. It was a good time. Did you have to take some liquid courage before you went out there? No, I didn't. I mean, but it's Wisconsin. There was a bunch of liquid after after <laughs> the show. <laughs> Certainly, but no, I didn't. <laughs> but no, definitely, I didn't have to do nothing beforehand. Actually, I probably could have gotten in trouble if I did for real. I, w- I was rolling when you busted out ego. I was laughing so thanks, hard. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a nice part of the performance. Definitely. I feel like I feel like you should have busted out uh, all my life when you was talking about for the ladies. That would have been a cold piano play, right? Yeah, there. That would have been that would have been a smooth little. It would have been smooth. But I think I played. I think I posted that or something. I was trying to play songs that I, that people had never heard me play before. Because that when I was in college, I was posting me play piano all the time. So I was just trying to. Because especially my teammates, like my teammates all knew I could play piano, like in the hotels and stuff, I would always play and stuff. So I was uh, trying, to, trying to give them something, give them something new, give them was something that, new for the show. Was that the best way to pick up the ladies? Was that, was that the go-to? That definitely wasn't the go-to. It was nice little auxiliary, uh, auxiliary way around things, but no, I didn't, I didn't have to pull out the keys from the jump. <laughs> That'd be something to walk around campus with a keyboard and be like, yo, you. <laughs> You ever produce music? I do, man. Or I did. Me and Corey Clement in college, we used to make a lot of beats, bro. Make a lot of beats. Do a rap on them and stuff. It was fun. It was definitely, I don't do it no more just because me and Corey, we doing our own. I mean, we not together no more. And, but no, yeah, we, we definitely made, made made a couple songs. We made a couple bangers, actually. Actually, not songs. We made a couple bangers. Dude, I'm going to have to get some of these. After this, you have to send them to me. I want to hear them. Is that cool? I could send you some for sure. That'd be, yeah. that'd be super you. dope. The the other yeah, thing too, talking about your family, just how how uh, athletic your family is. Your cousin was even drafted in the NBA. Right, right. Wow, how? Tell me, what's I, in the water? Honestly, man, on? I don't know. I think it's just competition, bro. Like when we were little, um, we were just super competitive. Like everything was a competition. Like doing push up contests on Thanksgiving with all our cousins, or we in church. We picking a Bible verse who can race to get to the Bible verse first. Like just everything was a contest with our family. So um, as we got older, I'm pushing my sister, my sister pushing me, Diamond's pushing my sister. My older cousin was really good cross country runner. And then always in the back of our head, we knew my mom, she's in a ring of honor at DePaul for softball. So it's like, I mean, it, it, it was just a, co- a competition. We wanted to see who was going, you know, say who's going to be the best. And, um, it ended up working out that we all were able to kind of achieve achieve our biggest goals um, with sports. So uh, no, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to look back on look back on the pictures from like picnics and stuff, and we we could see us racing and stuff. Like it was just always a competition in our family, and it was and it's dope. It's it's really really lucky that and it's obviously like things got out of hand. Like a couple punches were thrown. I've el- I've elbowed my sister before, like when we were little. You had some crazy shit, crazy. Uh, but no, we uh, it's definitely definitely worked out for us. That's awesome. You know, the the only sad thing that I read about your deal is um, 
I saw you're a Packer fan, man. That really bummed me out. <laughs> I mean, the colors, everything. I just don't know how you do it. Man, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm always had that in me. Just, just I mean, because my dad, my dad, he got to America. I mean, for some reason, he, I mean, well, what he says is that he loved football because it was violent. Um, this is a ridiculous thing to say, but um, but so he moved, he got to Wisconsin. He just was a Packer fan, and then he, he ended up getting this big old back in the day. You know, they had the big entertainment center. And all his friends would come over and watch Super Bowl or the Super Bowl in '96, but we watch Packer games every Sunday and stuff. And so I'm over here wearing green and gold and cheese heads and stuff when I'm a little kid. So uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always had that a uh, little memory with the Packers, but um, Bucks pay me now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you I'm ever left, a Packer fan. If you ever left the Bucks, you're a free agent. Are you trying to go to the Packers if the opportunity arises? We had Trey on the other day, and he was like, "Hell no." Yeah, I would rather I would rather probably stay in a state with no income tax. But if that if that wasn't a a thing, yeah, of course, I would, of course, that that's just been been a great team and the dream of mine since I was little, just to be in the NFL and play in Lambeau Field in the NFL. So yeah, that, who knows? But. Yeah, I love being down in Tampa. Those, I mean, shit, the weather's great. I don't got to complain about that. Being in, in Green Bay would not be fun for a lot of a lot of the year. And you played at Lambeau in college. Was that one of your favorite moments? For sure, for sure. I mean, it probably wouldn't be a great moment if we had lost, but winning that game just made it so much doper just being the SEC team that everyone always says SEC Big Ten, SEC Big Ten. So being able to beat that team, and on top of that, it was that Lambeau field. Uh, with all my family there and stuff. First game of the season, you yeah, know, definitely probably probably one of my best moments in college. That and running for 150 yards against Minnesota. Oh, bro, why you got to do that? Why you got to <laughs> take it there? <laughs> Is there any other favorite moments besides beating up on Minnesota? Nebraska was always a fun team to play against. I mean, I scored my first touchdown against Nebraska. That was the same game Melvin had, 408 yards. Um, Unreal. Unreal game, snowing, crazy, crazy. Like the pictures from that game, still crazy. Um, so that would probably be up there too. Um, Rose Bowl, my freshman year, I didn't play in it, but just the vibes out there were just so fun. Like first time being in a bowl game with the team and stuff like that. So that was great. I mean, I just it's just so many moments. I could pick a handful from every season for real. Um, and having three different coaches in college was definitely a crazy, crazy experience too. So. Uh, I mean, it was just an unreal experience at Wisconsin. What, what's that, like, shuffle you guys do, you and Mel? What, what's that? Where'd that come about? You guys do, like, a shuffle. dance. He's, he's probably talking about what uh, Mel and James used to oh, do. Oh, Mel and James. Do. Yeah, yeah, No, no, that's Mel and James. That was one of the dopest celebrations. I don't know. I mean, right? actually, I, I was in, I was a part of the thought of it, like, the, the building, and we were out. And it's really starting from Shawty Lowe. He does the he does his dance and R.I.P. Peace, exactly. Yeah. Yep. To him, but um, so they know he he always did the dance like the little running man thing. And then so they were doing it together. And then they had because James and Monty had their touchdown celebration the year before. Melvin and James now they're like, all right, we got to get one. And that was always what they used to do. So we were all like, hey, y'all should just do that. And uh, and it took off. I mean, and it helps when I mean Melvin went in a dope walk and stuff, but. Uh, everybody, everybody was everybody was doing that joint. That was dope. Yeah. Well, man, we or Q, you got any questions before we wrap it up? 
I was just going to jump in and say, so you had a transition from defensive back to running back from, you know, high school to college. Is there any thought of having the transition from running back to kicker? I see you like to kick a lot of field goals (laughs) in your spare time. Man, no. That pressure (laughs) in the league, different. There's no way. There's no way. These dudes, you miss a kick in the league. These fans coming for your head, dog. I'm I'm going to do my job. I'm going to do it the best I can. I'm I'm not worried about it. Kicking, kicking a field goal. <laughs> <laughs> Not going Chad Johnson on us. Uh, exactly. I mean, in the preseason game, Chad did in the preseason game. I'll kick a 50 yarder in the preseason game. But shoot, game on the line, I, yeah, don't put me out there. <laughs> you got any more, Q? Nah, we're good. Well, man, I really appreciate you coming on. I, I'm really looking forward to following your team this year. I hope you For have sure, nothing man. but success for you individually and as a team. Except when you play the Vikes, I hope we squash you. <laughs> but other than that, man, it's all love over here. And we really appreciate your time, man. We'd love to have you sure. back whenever you want to come back. Definitely. Well, I appreciate y'all for having me, man. I'm looking forward to listening to this and uh, seeing the podcast grow, bro. This is dope. Thank you. Yeah, hey, appreciate it. For sure, man. Take care, y'all boys.